help support our coverage using Blueberry, the community that gives creators the ability to make money, get detailed audience measurements, and host their audio and video. Get 30 days to try out the service using promo code BLUEBERRY004. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y-004. That is great. I, I, you know, the Case Western Hallway down there, the, the aisle that they have is one of my favorites. I, I didn't find it this year. Did you find it? I did because I actually had an interview that I had to redo from two years ago. Yeah. Uh, with a guy from Case Western that makes 3D printed violins. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. That was really, really exciting stuff to see. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I love your outfit. Completely different. Yeah. I love your outfit. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Let's bring her up on. Uh... There we go. Okay. So are you with Langless? No, I'm with Higher Orbit. Higher Orbit. I'm the Ooh. person Marlo, you know, strong-armed you guys into having a conversation with. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's no strong-arming whatsoever. <laughs> so why don't you give us the, the elevator pitch, introduce yourself and everything. Sure. So my name is Michelle Lucas, and I am the founder and CEO of Higher Orbits. We are a 501c3 that uses spaceflight to engage students in STEM while building teamwork, leadership, and communication wow. skills. Yeah, Marlo and I met uh, when a different company I have, we started National Astronaut Day a handful of years ago, okay. and uh, we're geeks together. I'm a space geek. He's the guru of geek, and so here I am. And yes. you guys, obviously, you know, the geek theme continues. And, a if you, bit. and if you have a direct connection to Elon, tell him I'm waiting for my Starlink <laughs> antenna. <Yeah. laughs> you know, I, I do not, but, uh, you know, I'll add that to the list of people who have requests, including Tesla, Starlink, Flights On, yeah. Dragon, you know, all right. the Things, right? right, right. So it's exciting. So you guys are actually building two orbit packages with. So tell us yeah. about that. So what we do is we have this program called Go for Launch, where high school students get the opportunity to work with an astronaut for the entire event, two or three days, not a forty-minute talk, twelve questions, and out the door. The astronaut serves as a mentor, along with other individuals in the aerospace and tech world, to talk about STEM. The students have to come up with an idea that fits in what we call a 1U cube. It's a 10 centimeter cube. Think about, about the size of a Kleenex box. Sure. And they compete to have that experiment flown to space. And the winning team's experiments actually fly uh, to space. We've sent 12 to the space station, one suborbitally on a Blue Origin rocket. We'll send our, thir uh, our next one, our 13th to the space station next month on an Antares rocket. And these are ideas that come from students. These are not ideas that I come up with or professional, or professional scientists, principal investigators come up with. These are student ideas. These are the next generation of STEMists and explorers. And honestly, some of it is empowered by the tech that it exists and gets debuted here at CES. And I suspect we'll see some of our students at CES one day with their brilliant ideas. So they envision and build? So they envision, they define and envision, Fine and design. Um, they don't build it unless it's going to actually fly to space. So every team comes up with a concept. And then once it's time for it to be built, we work with our integration partner, Space Tango, out of Lexington, Kentucky. And they work with the students to further refine the concept and build it, get it safety approved and all those right. things, and get, get on a rocket to launch to space. Get it flight ready. Yeah. Really so, cool. So do you go on, uh, you often see the launch partners now doing... They'll, they'll launch 50 different projects. So are you going on one of those type of launch missions where you're, some of that stuff is just 
getting pushed out at a certain orbit, or they, like you said, some stuff's going to the International Space Station yeah. too, right? And so there's a, there's a variety of ways that people do things. We don't do CubeSats. Those are the things that get kicked off and uh, and orbit the Earth and all that good yeah. stuff, which is amazing. Uh, that's not our bailiwick. Gotcha. We're doing science on board the space station. So okay. the astronauts take it out of the vehicle that it comes up on. Right now it's either in a Cygnus or a Dragon capsule. Eventually, uh, Sierra Space's Dream right, Chaser. Right. Um, install it, and they get 30 days of data. And I don't know about you. I mean, we spend a lot of time on our computers, and there's some cool stuff on our computers. But for a teenager to be able to go to their computer and pull up data that is coming to their computer about their experiment yeah. from the space station, that's pretty That's pretty cool. That's pretty game-changing, right? That's big. So you're 501c3, so where do you guys find your funding? Just you, industry... I am a I am a scrappy uh, gal from the south side of Chicago, so I have joked that I will beg for donuts, pencils, <laughs> and everything in between, um, including you know my own personal rocket and flight to space. Um, it comes through corporate sponsorships, some grants. We've been very fortunate to have some wonderful companies support us um, in a variety of ways, individual donors, and uh, some of it is registration based. So our programs run like camps. I'll be honest. My grand goal is for every event to be for students to pay what they can, and whether that is $20 or $200 or whatever, um, that's my goal. Right now, um, we're working to get there, um, and so we are, we are a big believer in every dollar counts. And so whether it's somebody who has $5 because they believe that every kid deserves access to project-based learning, or it's a company who wants to write a check with a whole lot of zeros, uh, we, we're grateful to have it all. Because it takes a whole lot of zeros, even mm. if something only weighs a pound, yes. Yes. to get to orbit. Yes. yes. It is not inexpensive. Spaceflight no. costs have come down tremendously over the last decade, 20 years, um, but it's still not inexpensive, That's right? That's right. I mean, and you can see that in an analogy of air travel, right? Yeah. So if we talk yeah. about humans, which, I mean, what a cool thing with tech right now that we have more normal people flying to space, and right. you can... You can parse that of what yeah, it really yeah, means in yeah. the scheme of things. Um, <coughs> but it used to be that only, you know, career astronauts got to go, and now right. you can buy a ticket. That's right. People are like, oh, it costs so much. Well, yeah, so did the first airplane ticket That's back right. when right. airplanes started That's flying. Right. And right. now we all see the, we're in Vegas, right? There's the, like, $79 fares to Las Vegas. Yeah. And so um, costs are coming down, but it is still not inexpensive. Yeah. So do you then have to, once you get a project approved, then what is that process to get NASA to say it can go on the National Space Station? So it's really cool because the International Space Station, half of it is a national lab. So the ISS National Lab allows for commercial partners, educational partners to fly their research to the space station. We are, um, they have what's called a Space Act Agreement. And so we work with our integrator, Space Tango, to go through that whole process. Basically, they want to make sure that your science is sound, um, that you're not going to do anything that harms the crew or the vehicle. Um, and we've been very fortunate that they are a wonderful partner to us with that. Um, it is game changing. It used to take five, six years to yeah. get your experiment to space. Now we can do it and in about a year. And every once in a while you would hear, like every couple of years you'd hear about a college student with something going up or an elementary school with like an ant farm going up. But what kind of experiments are y'all putting up there right now? What, what has been, are they mostly agricultural? What, does it skew one direction? So Chris, that's a great question. And I will tell you that the 
ideas are all over the board. So awesome. we have flown uh, bees to space um, to look at the proprioceptors and how they fly and how they feed. Um, we have flown a bacteria experiment. Um, there's a, fungi, a fungus experiment. Did you know there's fungus that I say eats radiation to grow? Um, that's not the technical way to put it, as the students put it to me. And I said, but that makes sense in my brain because that's right. not my, you know, not, not my world. Uh, Self-healing concrete wow. we have flown. Um, we have uh, lactobacillus, um, which is an antibiotic and, and, and whatnot. So um, plant growth, um, nitrogen fixation in plants. So as you can see, there is a very, very awesome. widespread... We, we like the students to have free reign on a lot of things. Uh, they can't have an animal with a backbone. Um, they all like want to fly, you know, a little mouse. Or I'm like, no, 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 yeah. you know, that's, that's not what we're doing. And they're not allowed to explode anything or no fire. Um, those things yeah. are generally bad in space. Yeah. But other than that, it's up to them. And so uh, the sky is actually not the limit on that. So is it typically K-9, K-12? or So grade 8 through 12 eight is through typical. 12. Now, we have done some younger subsets, um, but we do grade 8 through 12. Um, and that is actually very targeted for us from sure. a perspective of there's a lot of amazing programs out there, um, especially for elementary and middle school. When you get to high school, the programs, they kind of fall off, yeah. but they are also targeted in such a way. The ones that exist are for students who are already really geeked out. Yes. Now, I was the kid that was really geeked out. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, we have tried to craft our programs such that the kid who loves STEM can come and excel, but the kid who's like, meh. STEM sucks, but an astronaut's cool. I want to come hang out with an astronaut. Right. And we can show them that maybe science, technology, engineering, and math aren't exactly what they expected because they have sometimes a very closed-off view That's of right. what that means. That's right. And so we work very hard to show them it's a lot broader than you probably realize. Yeah. Yeah. And so trying to, trying to change hearts and minds of teenagers sure. with STEM sometimes. Yeah. Sure. Now, is this a program that is grade required? Anything like that as far as academic performance? No, we want all students who are interested. Awesome. And I'll tell you what, you know, the kid that maybe is failing all of his or her classes might be exactly the kid that really needs this. That's right. Yeah. And we're in communities all across the country. Um, but one of the things that we are in, and I say all across the country, we are a small organization, so it's not like we're in every city, but we have been in a whole lot of different states. Um, we actually will be here in Las Vegas in October um, in conjunction with the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. Awesome. Um, but we are just now announcing something we call Your Future Flies With Us. And you can submit for your community to bring go-for-launch to your students at no cost. Wow. And so that is something we are really excited to be able to announce um, that uh, reach even more kiddos. That is great. Well, I tell you what. Why don't you tell the listening audience where, how, sure. all that information. So visit us online at www.higherorbits.org. And I always remind people it's S like the aerospace term, not Z like the, the travel website. Um, anywhere that says contact us, you'll get me. The other person in the office has four legs and fur and barks at FedEx. So <laughs> you will get me. Um, and you can check our webpage to find out where we're going to be at. And uh, we always welcome students. We also welcome STEM and tech geeks who want to come talk to students and, uh, yes, uh, donations. And right now we're also accepting donations for United Miles, if anybody has any bonus ones from those mm. as you oh. got here. So just FYI. <laughs> Higherorbits with an S dot com. Dot org. 
Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Bravo to you. Thank and you. And what you guys are doing. Thank Incredible. you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Such absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. My goodness. TPN CES 2022 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are Kurt Corliss and Adam Barker. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz and Maurice McCoy. Interviews are edited by Joe Minnie. Hosts are Marlo Anderson, Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, Christopher Jordan, Danielle Mendez, and Elante Sparks. Las Vegas studio provided by HC Productions. Remote studio provided by Plug Hits Productions. This has been a Tech Podcast Network production. Copyright 2022.